welcome to this edition of the DMZ America. It is Tuesday, October 5th, 2021. I'm Scott Stantis coming to you from the right. And from the left, I am Ted Rall. So we're going to kind of focus. We're going to do something we haven't done before because previous episodes, we've been kind of ADD, right? So we've taken our meds. We're focused. <laughs> and we're going to talk about the Internet. More, more to the point, what's happened over at Facebook, the you know uh, egregious intrusion in our lives of Instagram, um, you know uh, what, what are some of the others? Uh, <laughs> well, everything Twitter, uh, oh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, you no, know, what happened the, over at Facebook? Email, texting, uh, WhatsApp. I mean, you know, uh, there's and there's obviously a million other. Uh, things, uh, aspects. I mean, it, the internet ha- has completely taken over our lives. And it went down yesterday, or at least, at least the Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp. Um, yeah, which are all owned by Facebook. Uh, those, yeah, those, those uh, services uh, were down for much of the day uh, yesterday. It was a global outage. Um, the, uh, the reasons are still a little bit sketchy. Facebook is never the most transparent company in terms of communications, <laughs> but it seems that basically DNS packets fail to be properly transferred from one node to the next. And one th- and even internally, this part's interesting. Facebook employees were not able to gain access to their own servers so that they could get to work on their own servers. So it was kind of a, a meta screw up. So, okay, so Facebook in the news, what's happened recently, Ted? So, obviously, uh, unless you've been living under a rock or not on the internet, uh, you may have heard that their late, you know, Facebook's uh, latest crisis is that a 37 year old uh, former product manager with the company named Frances Hagen uh, has uh, blown up. uh, She released what is now called the Facebook Files. To the Wall Street Journal, the, the Wall Street Journal has been re, has been reporting on uh, internal memoranda from within the company over the last few years. She copied all these files, and those files suggest that the company uh, is a bad uh, corporate citizen. That basically, when there's a decision about what's best for American society or what's best for global culture versus what's best for uh, quarterly profits, Facebook repeatedly. Uh, makes the uh, decision to uh, look at its short-term profits. And, you know, I think there's a lot of people who would argue that there's nothing wrong with that because I was about all, to say that it is a, it is a company, uh, it it's is. A, comp- a company's uh, primary objective is to make money. Um, and interestingly, I was listening on NPR this morning uh, to a Facebook uh, pub- publicity person uh, who was arguing that they have been asking Congress to regulate them over the last two and a half years, and Congress has uh, failed or refused to do so. And so they're suggesting that, uh, you know, hey, uh, you know, we might be like a big mean dog, but you guys are the ones who we're asking for a muzzle and you are refusing to muzzle us. It's almost like a BDSM thing. It's kind of strange. <laughs> I, know I find myself being weirdly aroused right now. Um, <laughs> Zuckerberg in a, in a geek gag. I, I don't know. Um, so, okay. So, you and I are going to disagree on this entirely. Facebook, I mean, begging for regulation seems kind of weird. Um, but I don't like regulation. What I don't like is when you see things like, and you and I do agree on this weirdly, is when Donald Trump is kicked off of uh, Twitter, for instance. And yeah. they have a right Which, to do and that. He, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, Twitter, he's, he is currently banned from Twitter and Facebook. 
Yeah. So, I mean, that to, to me, even though I think the man is an egregious monster, uh, uh, but I happen to believe in free speech. Uh, I happen to believe that this is, you know, clearly Facebook and Twitter are the, are his avenues of expression. I mean, they should, should they shouldn't have kicked him off. Well, they're, they're everybody's uh, avenue of, of expression. I mean, what there are, I mean, here, here, I mean, I agree with you, Scott, as you know, it's like, look, uh, look, it's, I don't think that anybody should be kicked off Twitter or Facebook unless they're uh, engaging in the kind of behavior that everybody can agree is not covered by free speech. For example, uh, specifically calling, uh, for, you know, death threats against someone like I want to kill Scott Stantis or please kill Scott Stantis or that kind of thing. Um, you know, that, those are the kind of threats that if you made on the telephone, um, your, you know, Verizon or AT&T might cut off your service. You could be arrested. Um, I think basically that's the metric. If you couldn't be arrested, I don't think that social media has any business throwing you off. And I mean, he's the president of the, he's a former president, possibly future president of the United States. Oh, Jesus. Don't, and, don't and yeah, I think more so, uh, <laughs> more likely than ever. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that another I time, but I, I couldn't disagree with you. I mean, I agree with you more. But yeah, but I think with you this. yeah. I mean, I was just looking at Biden's uh, latest polls. Holy shit! What are uh, they? Um, so, so the thing is, basically, he's down twelve points among independents, which is in keeping with where Trump was at this exact same point in during his first term. Um, so it's like independents are a key metric here. Uh, you know, he's holding. They're holding. He's holding his own among Democrats. But among, you know, independents, uh, self-identified independents, he's really losing ground. And even among Democrats, the support is there, but it's not as deep. So in other words, uh, you know, there's I like you, but I don't like you as much as I used to like you kind right. of thing. Right. And Republicans, of course, never did. So uh, but getting back to the Internet now, here's here's a question. I, I and I've well, you know, you mentioned it, that that. Uh, Facebook has asked the federal government to muzzle it effectively to regulate it. Why is I can it- sort of I can explain why they're doing that. By the way, so I mean, some listeners might be you know having sat in a, you know I, I used to work in banking. I've worked on Wall Street. I, I worked in, in a media at a media company. You and, were a corporate shill. You're a capitalist kind of, pig. God, the revolution it was, it was miserable. Miserable. The worst part wasn't the selling out. It was having to wear a, a business suit. I just hate having a tie around my neck. It's so constricting. Otherwise, I, if I didn't have to wear a suit and tie, I could like work at a death camp. No problem. No, just, just, <laughs> just that's not true. That's not actually true. Um, but well, maybe I don't know. What are the, what are the benefits? It's business what? casual Friday. Come, Ted. Come, books for us. It depends. Yeah, it depends who who, who who you know who's at the death camp. Anyway. <laughs> So, uh, how's the commute? You know, these are the questions. No, but so seriously, it is like a, uh, it's really, um, corporations like to know what their parameters are and what they don't want to be is sort of retroactively regulated. They don't want to be doing this or that now and then find out like in five years that they're being prosecuted for something that they didn't know was, it was illegal. So that's why companies like Facebook, in some cases, we'll ask the government to step in and say, look, what are our, our parameters? Because that means that anything inside those parameters is effectively legal and they, they know where to, they know where the, you know, the, the, the borders are. Let's ask, I mean, even a broader question, just the internet, the actual, you know, hardware that, that distributes this stuff. 
Uh, why? I mean, it's why is that not considered a utility, and why is it not regulated? I, but I'm going to say at this point, I'm glad it's not. I don't think it should be. Uh, regulation I would disagree always, on that. Yeah. Well, regulation tends to fuck everything up, and I don't think I don't think this would be any different. It would, it would limit. It would they put some kind of weird, arbitrary limits on bandwidth or whatever. I mean, it would just be a pain in the ass. And right now, it's a free market, and people tripping over each other to deliver internet services. How many commercials a night? If you watch commercial television, um, do you see on 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 you know on internet providers? So for me, no, don't regulate it, but. Why hasn't there been a bigger push for this? Well, I know why. I mean, so, you know, this is not something that I necessarily agree or disagree with, but the history of it is that uh, the that basically the, in the early days of these companies, uh, lobbyists convinced Congress uh, their their main concern was to be they didn't want to be held accountable for stuff that uh, that that people posted. So, for example, if uh, someone were to post child pornography or or terror or terroristic threats on say facebook uh facebook doesn't want to be uh, you know they're going to say reasonably listen we have no way of knowing that uh you know we're sitting in menlo park or whatever and some asshole in riyadh uh you know posts something that's anti-semitic we don't know that so um you know we don't want to be held responsible for that we we want to be um free. So they asked Congress to not regulate them uh, as a publisher. They didn't want to be viewed as a publisher. Uh, But you can only historically be viewed as either a publisher or a telecommunications company. So for example, if I call you and make a threatening phone call, obviously, if you can catch me, I'm liable. But the phone company is not liable because it's not their fault. All they did was provide the the network that allowed me to commit the crime, right? Now, the problem with that is telecommunications companies are regulated uh, in a variety of ways because they are public utilities. They they have to be because they're an important part of the communications and overall infrastructure of the country. I mean, if if if, if phones are unreliable. Uh, are not maintained properly and so on, you know, literally people can die. People can, their 911 calls might not go through and so on. So, so we're in this right now, we're still in this wild west mode where uh, the, where the internet is neither beast nor foul. They're not regulated as a public utility, although that's kind of the direction that Facebook and these other companies actually pushed the government toward, uh, and they're not regulated as a publisher, uh, I would argue that it would be very appropriate to regulate them as publishers. It would force them to have uh, a more robust editing aspect uh, to prevent, for example, death threats from being posted online. Um, and also, I think an- uh, anonymity is a blight on the Internet, you know, where people can post, yeah, um, no create a fake, a, fake, a fake Twitter account and then just like, uh, you know, pretend like someone can pretend to be you and then send out emails under your name or post under your name. And you have no way of ever finding out who it is or making them stop. That's a problem. Okay. Well, I think you can criminalize some activity. And I think what you've mentioned is criminal activity, but I I also, but it's hard to, but it's impossible to, it's impossible to catch these people though. Well, maybe make it more possible. And that, that again would come with cooperation from the, 
providers more from, but getting back to Facebook and those guys, I mean, it's, I, you know, I can live without them. I mean, the, they went out, like you, we mentioned at the top of the show, the, um, you know, all of the Facebook brands go offline, boop, no reason, but I didn't even notice. <laughs> that made I, I noticed at one point I tried to, uh, you know, refresh my app my Facebook app yesterday. And I was like, Oh, that's funny. And it's like, Oh yeah, that's right. It's down. It's like, okay, whatever. I didn't notice, but that's just me. I mean, but the intrusion of the internet, I mean, we've talked about this and I've talked about it in my comic strip, prickly city innumerable times. It's, it's beyond annoying. It is a friend of mine who was head of the psychology department at the university of Chicago mentioned that it's changing brain chemistry and brain function. I mean, there's no question that the, the God, the, the, the interference that this is causing in our lives is remarkable. And you posed a question. I want you to pose it to me. And I also want our listeners to consider it and get back to us and give us their thoughts. But the question you posed was. Is if, if you could go back in time, let's say to the early 1990s, would you de-invent the internet? Okay. Assuming you had the power to do that. Um, you asked that just before we started recording this. And I just, that threw me for a loop. I'm just thinking, what a great, I mean, would you shoot it? I mean, you know, effectively, would you shoot it in its, in, in the crib? Would you go back and shoot, shoot Hitler? You know, um, uh, I, aw, I'm sorry. We're the, we're the, you can't see this folks, but Ted's cat just made an appearance on our little zoom. Yes. Video here. He, he, he does that. He's been a pain in my ass. He's been knocking everything over on my desk lately. Why is he being such a bitch? You know, he's a cat. It's their, it's their way. It's like, <laughs> they're, it's like, you're not paying attention to me, even though I never pay attention to you. And uh, so why are you, why is that? What's going on? <laughs> so I, I guess, I don't know how I would answer that question. I love the internet. I love the fact that you can have a, a question in your head. You know, who was the Prussian king in 1883? I can tick a tick a tick and within seconds, I have that information at my fingertips. It's amazing. Uh, it is amazing. I would, I would miss that enormously. I'll tell you, though, the only thing I would really, really, really miss is the whole – is the Google Maps idea. You know, is there a Mexican restaurant near me? Is it open? Is it any good? How do I get there? Remember- if that – those, those those are the questions that I care about. Like 99% of the time that I'm using the internet, those are my questions. I don't need to buy fucking train tickets on my phone because you can buy them in person. You know, it's it. that's not more convenient. I don't need to, cut, to put, go into my app and tell Starbucks to please have my uh, double mocha frappuccino waiting for me when I go to pick it up. I can wait in line and get it like a normal person. Um, those, that thing though, of knowing, you know, basically the, the best phone book in the world, is it, is, is there something near me? Is it open? What's the best way to get there? That's massive. Uh, that's what Remember I would when you had, This is how old I am. I used to print out, you know, you'd look up on Google maps, the directions. Oh, map quest, map quest. And you print them out. Yeah, of course. And that was a miracle, except if you missed your turn, you were fucked. Oh, yeah, and, really. And then there's still stuff that, you know, what's, what's funny is, and just parenthetically, the internet, especially the, the smartphone, has replaced a lot of things 
uh, that were highly specialized and very good at their functions with things that are that all together in one device, but does all of them in a mediocre way, right? Like it's kind of like now everyone's got a flashlight in their phone. I mean, it's a shitty flashlight. It's not nearly as good as a mag light, but it's a little flashlight. Everybody's got a, a little radio in their phone. It's a shitty radio, but you know, it's, 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 but it's there. It's like, it, you know, it has a, it has a GPS in the phone. It's a shitty GPS. It doesn't work if there's no phone signal. You know, it's not as good as your Garmin. So it's a bunch. We have like a shit ton of mediocrity all jammed into one little thing. Everything's portable, but shitty. <laughs> so we haven't answered the question, Ted. Neither you nor I. Would we? Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll answer it if you want. But yeah, go you ahead. go first. You first. No, I would absolutely uh, get rid of the internet. Uh, you know, notwithstanding what I just said about uh, loving the whole Google Maps thing, and like you said, being able, to, being able to find out exactly how to spell Bosnia and Herzegovina, and you know, in a in a jiffy. I mean, you know, as a you know, as a columnist, I love being able to do research, but I would undo all that. It was a better world. Um, you know, like look, we're both car- editorial cartoonists. We use. Uh, the internet, we used computers in order to deliver our work and colorize it. But, you know, I remember when we used Letratone shading to colorize our cartoons. And I will say, I don't know about you, but I, I could charge like hundreds of dollars extra per cartoon for adding shitty color to it. Now the color is beautiful and I don't get an extra penny because it's just expected. Um, Look, it's not everything's about me, I guess, or isn't it? Why not? But, (laughs) but I have to say it was a better world. We were like, we were more connected. We were IRL, um, you know, and we didn't have these like fake relationships, like where, you know, we, we think we're friends with someone because we text them all the time and we sent, or, you know, a relative, like, for example, there was more pressure to go and visit your parents when you couldn't see them as much, when you could only talk to them on the phone. It's like, you you know, you really, it's like, oh, well, now I can see them on FaceTime. And so, like, maybe I don't have to go see them. But it's not the same. Um, it, I think we were better off uh, in a lot of ways. And I think uh, it, it's a massive distraction. I, I think it's been toxic as shit. Um, all things in the balance. Look, the Internet's done a lot of good obviously, but in the aggregate, I would, I would de-invent it. Interesting. And I have my Mamby Pamby moderation coming to the fore here, I'm afraid, because I do like some of like the information, but the social aspect of it, I would, you know, take an ice pick to the head, like, <laughs> like it, like it was Trotsky. <laughs> I would Scott, say- have you ever taken the Myers-Briggs personality test? Do you know what yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah. You, okay. You never took it? No, oh, I have. I'd be v- Oh, oh, are you an introvert or oh, what, no, do you know what your personality extrovert. type is? Totally extrovert. Yeah. Really? Like, oh, how, do you remember? Like, like I remember I was a wow. four on the introvert scale. So sort of barely introverted. No, I was on the, I was, I was extroverted. You were like <laughs> eight, nine. Oh yeah. 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 But the social aspect of this stuff is just corrosive because like you, you mentioned, it's uh, massively destructive. It's also dysfunctional as hell. Um, these aren't real friendships. They're, um, Kids, you know, the younger people have friendships, but they don't have as much intimacy as people our age had when they were growing up. Yeah. 
No, it's true. And that's a huge difference. And that's really important to human development. And so I'd get rid of the, people are I, more disposable now. I mean, of course, obviously you can think about other things too, like, 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 like online dating, right? Like it allows you to meet someone that you are, you have a lot more in common with because you can enter all sorts of metrics and magic algorithms, spit out someone who is, you might not, who you're very happy to have met and you might never have met otherwise. But on the other hand, that creates uh, an illusion of choice, you know, a lot more options. And therefore it, you don't, you might not work as hard to maintain your relationship with that person because you're like, eh, this person's bugging me. I might be able to do better. I'll throw that fish back into the water. Um, well, and then they just ghost you, which is another thing that we do now, apparently, which I hate. Yeah. <laughs> Although really- I used to do that pre-internet, but yeah. Did you? Yeah. Well, well, here's the thing. By the way, I want to stop here real quick and just point out to anyone listening that Ted and I absolutely positively 100% recognize the irony of, of the saying fact- <laughs> we would ban the internet. <laughs> in a podcast in a podcast we told i do understand ted understands we understand the irony here but here's the thing if there was no internet ted and i prior to the internet in podcasting you know what we did kids we went on the radio yep the we wireless did. yeah and by the way it paid a lot better than podcasting uh and it re- reached a lot more people it wasn't a self-selected group of people. It was people who were my personal favorite captive audience. They were forced to listen because <laughs> there was nothing else on. And not to mention also, uh, you know, there were a lot more public appearances, right? Pre-internet, uh, we would have been invited to give, we were invited, we still are, but we were invited to give a lot more speeches oh, at, yeah. at civic groups, public schools, colleges, uh, local bookstores and so on. I mean, you would have actually gotten to, we would have gotten to meet each other and maybe gone out for a beer afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, I mean, you know, you tell me which one's better and um, I, I know, I know which side I'd fall on too. So um, yeah. So we, we, we would kill the, um, kill the internet in its crib. <laughs> we would, we would knowing that we would have to go back to purchasing Hagster maps I'd have to buy caps. I'd actually have to go to a store. <laughs> I mean, the internet has made, I was just thinking how, like, I don't know if this, I'm sure this has been fixed, but uh, in the early days of either Apple Maps or Google Maps, remember uh, the, there was a, a glitch in Daytona Beach's uh, system that was causing people to uh, to think that they should their directions were leading them to drive onto the beach into the Atlantic Ocean. And... Uh, there were there was video of people doing this, like hauling ass, like at forty miles an hour across the beach, right into the waves. And I'm like, you know, at a certain point, you know, I th- I kind of think of like a GPS as like your friend who may or may not be intelligent, but you're the driver, <laughs> and you're supposed to think for yourself and not just be like, dude, do that, drive that way. But dude, there's big waves there. Shut up, drive. I mean, it's like. I mean, people literally, literally would drive off cliffs if, like, the internet told them to. Um, yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I love that. my wife has trouble reading maps, and so when you're driving, and that's what like Google Maps, uh, even Garmin, and some of the you know the GPS systems would. If you're driving in Chicago, imagine this happens in New York City as well, and it goes, 
turn, you know, turn left in 300 yards. And all of a sudden, say, turn right. You go, what? <laughs> well, Make Chica- up your goddamn mind. Well, Chicago is a very difficult city and because it has those two levels, right? Or like a, oh, that's, yeah, Then it gets scary. Then you go down. What's that called? To- you lived in Chicago for years. Well, what lower, is that like called? Lower, lower, lower Wacker, Lower Michigan. Uh, that's where it's, well, I like to say it's where the Chuds lived. Cannibalistic humans, underground dwellers. So it's beneath. Ch- yeah. So there's roads. There's a whole lattice of roadways, intersections that are below. Uh-huh. For people who've never been to Chicago, I think the best reference is in the Harrison Ford movie, The Fugitive. There's scenes where he's sort of waiting down there to, to like meet a buddy of his and you sort of see him down there. And it's, it's weird as shit. No wonder the GPS doesn't know what to do down there. Well, the you know? Batman films, he's, he's doing he chases the joker that's where they are is lower philadelphia is also for some reason a city that gps does not like uh it just spins and spins i think it's because the i think it's because the blocks are very short uh, and very small no i mean i think they're they're close together right so the streets are close together so it's hard for between the narrow buildings for the gps to know exactly where your car is yeah driving into pittsburgh was no uh was no cakewalk either Quite frankly, recently we did a cross country thing and we drove into Pittsburgh and Oh cool. No nah, I mean Well, I love drive, Pittsburgh. Oh, I love Pittsburgh, but driving there is a nightmare. Well, Pittsburgh's got like all sorts of weird windy yeah. strange windy like switchbacks and uh it's yeah, and of course obviously all the rivers mess things up too and it's just like there's a lot of bridges and if you screw up you're on oh shit, I'm on the wrong side of the water. Yes. I'm over of course, that can happen in New York, too. Alagamonka or whatever the hell it's The called. most unforgiving thing in New York is if you take the wrong turn from Brooklyn onto the Staten and you end up on the Verrazano Bridge and you did not want to go, you're out something insane, like $20 for the <gasps> toll. And, and there's no getting around it. You have to drive all the way across it and then do a U-turn and come back. And good luck. Good luck making the U-turn without being killed on like a 16-lane highway and also like – or getting a ticket. And then you know you have to explain to the cop like, oh, I made the wrong turn. They're like, okay, go back this way. Google told me to. <laughs> yeah, at least you're not driving off into, the, into New York Harbor, which <laughs> could, could happen. <laughs> okay. Well, that should wrap it up here. Um, I'm Scott Stannis. You can find me at gocomics.com slash Scott Stannis or gocomics.com slash Prickly City or go and see some of the two, certainly of the best cartoonists working in the world today, Scott Stannis and Ted Rawl at counterpoint.com. You should subscribe and help support editorial cartooning. Ted, where can we find you? Uh, I, you can find me at whowhatwhy.org on Saturdays. You can find me at sputniknews.com on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And you can find all my stuff, cartoons and columns at my website, rawl.com, R-A-L-L.com. Uh, thanks for listening to the Luddite edition of <laughs> DMZ America. <laughs> Uh, I suppose next time we'll talk about, like, uh, you know, all the usual political and other stuff. But, you know, hey, we can, it's our podcast, and we'll party the way we want to. Damn straight. Talk to you later, Tim. Talk to you later, Scott.